Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm Father Dave. Hey, Father Dave. It's good to see you. Good to see you, Bobby. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. It was a great weekend. Good. Congratulations. Yes, my uh, third oldest son, Bobby, graduated high school. And that was a really fun. It was really fun, actually. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You went to the graduation. I did. I what did. What a horrible to, mistake. Yeah. It's, um, I, I just, it was a rookie mistake, yeah. actually. I could have shown up at the end and yeah. just seen everybody and take pictures and that was so, but no, I, I came at the beginning. Long graduations are part of the, the Your penalty. Your guys' graduation was longer than ours. No. The high school, yeah, it was. Why do you, really? Uh, maybe not. I don't think so. Close, close. <laughs> I think it just felt that way. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it could be. You, you might be right. See, as a celibate, you need not ever go to a graduation. You got to take the, the blessings with the curses. You mean the high school graduation makes it a little bit hard as a president of a university not to go to graduation. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Could mail that one in, but I don't think that's going to go. Right. But a high school graduation. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. And there's only 40 students. There's no way it was shorter. All right. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it just <laughs> felt like it. <laughs> it was probably about half the time. All right. All right. Anyway, the but point congratulations. is. congratulations. It was nice. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's weird. I mean, I think many who have larger families listening might have been in this stage before. But, you know, having seven kids, my first kid graduated. And it's like, that's great. You know, yay. And he's going to Franciscan just down the street. So no big deal. I still have six kids at home. Yeah. And then my second kid graduated, and I'm like, oh, well, that's really cool. But he went somewhere else. I'm like, hmm, kind of house is, you know, not as full. But, you know, still there's, there's five kids at home. No big deal. There's something about Bobby graduating, like the third kid. Well, that's funny. There's a shift now. I mean, I, I, you know, of course. I'm, the fact that you even remember to show up after the third <laughs> is great. I know. It's pretty impressive. But, yeah, it's a little weird because now it's like the house used to be five boys and two girls, and now it's two girls and two boys. And... Like the the boys, my three sons were up on the third floor attic together, and now there's nobody in the attic. It's just a, it's like a, it like feels like, ooh, this family, this family has just changed or is heading for a change. And I don't know if I'm totally okay with it, to be honest. I found myself somewhat emotional with Mm. this graduation. The kids were wondering if that's because Bobby was my favorite. And I said, no, I think it's just the the shift. When you guys went, I saw that you and Bobby went to a hockey game. Is that yeah, we day? did. That was part of his graduation oh, cool. present. He went to a uh, the Penguins. Penguins one? They did. Yeah, it was great. Two to one. It's good that you go to the Penguin games and see a, a home team win, unlike yes. the Cavs, which... Have you seen them win ever? Yes, I've seen them win. You are a horrible human being. I love the Cavs. It's a painful fandom, but we love them. And that last game, they beat the Celtics. Well, there you go. Remember I sent a huge picture that says Cavs win? And how did I respond? Yeah, um, probably sarcastically. (laughs) And then when I I texted you a picture that I was at Penguins, he says, I hope they're playing the Cavs. Yeah. You know, which they would probably would win. They probably, probably would. Yeah, you never know that. But no, that was fun. That was good. But sports, yeah, things like that for your family and your kids, that's, those are great memories. Yeah, yeah, they really are. And heading into the summer, which is great. Speaking of amazing sports wins, Phil Mickelson. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, and can I just say, it was funny. So I talked to you first last night at the graduation, and I, was, I loved how fast, how excited your mom was about this. Like, she was sitting <laughs> down, and, and I mentioned it, and your mom jumps up, and she starts engaged. But I My mean, dad loved Phil Mickelson. Okay, he was okay, one of his okay, favorite okay. golfers. And, well, you know yeah. something? I think... I, with the exception of a friend of mine who does not like Phil Mickelson, I think the crowds like Mickelson. Yeah. He's just kind of 
normal, everyday guy. And yeah. the first person to win a major over 50 years old ever. So, really? Yeah. And what was, was that, fantastic. the PGA Tour? Or it PGA, was, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, on the Ocean Course in South Carolina. I forget the name of the island. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he actually, it's funny, I was watching for a few minutes on Saturday between graduation and a wedding and, oh, and ordination, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, yeah. And I said, he's going to crash and burn because at 50, you just, you, you can't, four rounds in a row of really playing well, it just doesn't happen. And, yeah. and the friars were like, really? He goes, yeah, trust me, he's just going to crash and burn. And, and he did he not. He didn't crash and burn. He that's won. awesome. $2.1 million. Is that all? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's, not, not, that's not a bad weekend. For, for, for playing a game that yeah. a lot of guys his age would just play anyway yeah. To, yeah. to get paid for it is, is really amazing. I always liked his attitude. Some people didn't. Some people used to, I think, complain that he wasn't competitive enough. But he always seemed to have the attitude of, it's a game. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's a game. I like playing the game, and I'll just keep no, playing would, the game. No, they would say he, the, the thing that people would often say, he takes too many risks. You know, it's okay to... But that's what he said. He said, that's the way I play. But yeah. So, yeah it's it was really great. Fun. I think it was his fifth or sixth one stuff. So do, how many people do you think that are listening that are actually saying, oh, this is interesting? <laughs> I wonder that every week, yeah, yeah. to be honest. You know, somebody reached out to me and they said that they watched it on, on YouTube again. And we don't have a lot of viewers on YouTube. And he, and he said. We have a couple hundred. Really? Okay. Well, this part, maybe you watch this one early because it okay. was like thirty-four or something. Yeah, he, goes, yeah. he goes, "Do you have? More? You guys always joke, but do you have more than thirty-four <laughs> people or something like that?" Well, and we I said s- we actually we do. Yeah, we, do. we split them because there's a there's a YouTube on the Franciscan channel and then there's a YouTube on my channel and there's also the YouTube on Wild Goose TV. Oh yeah, and we get we get quite a few there. Actually. Yeah, and so. if you don't know what Wild Goose TV is, you should check it out because it's essentially a really great media platform yeah. with Wild Goose, Metanoia. This isn't our promo, but I guess it's yeah, turning yeah, into yeah. it. Uh, Sound of Contradiction and some other things that other people have done. It's Yeah, we've I think we've done a really beautiful job on it. We also have an app, so get that. Oh, yeah. There you go. Check it out. And it's all for free. Praise God. Glory. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can I just say we started, we we have to do this on Monday afternoon just because of a number of circumstances. But um, we had to start a little bit early because I had to go give blood. Early? Oh, late. I mean, late. So you gave blood, and you can't even think straight. Because, that's right. Well, my no, fingers, my fingers, tingling right now. You're I don't know. Seriously, <laughs> like when I told him you know that, that I'd give blood, and he just like Bob like freaks out about <sighs> needles. So they take it and they put a. Swab this is why you on need my, to watch the video so you can see the blood uh, drain from my face. Even just saying they, that, they, like, they put a swab me. on my finger, Stop and it. then they took a uh, like an ice pick. He is the worst. And he is the worst. And I have to work for him. It's still bleeding. I have to work for him. But it is funny so I can't how, say what I'm thinking. It's funny how freaked out you get just about a little. It's called a phobia. Is it? Yes. What are you afraid of, needles? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called a phobia. Yeah, I actually had to get like hypnotized to uh, give blood one time. I had to do it for like insurance or something. Me and um, me and my brother, we gave blood. We would like have races. You know, because to see who can get oh the blood gosh, the quickest. Oh, my gosh, stop, stop, it was awesome. stop it. It was like, you're ready? Go in there, they'd shove the needle <laughs> in there. Really and I always tell them, I say, if you miss, and they look at my veins, and they're like, we're not going to miss mean, that at all. Just a cruel old man. Well, Are you done? Yeah, but I just want to say, if you ever need blood, I'm not giving you any. Good. It's mine. I don't want it. You're not That's my attitude. Any. It is mine. Why would you want to take it? Well, when you need some, don't come looking at me. You know, the worst is when I pass out, as I do, anytime I see a needle. jeez. They don't take your blood when you're unconscious. What the heck? Like I'm unconscious. Take my blood. I mean, like the worst who, thing is you wake up from being passed out. Under a general anesthesia to get blood. 
Well, I don't because I do it, you know, naturally. God just gifts me with a general anesthesia, but they don't do it. And then you wake up and you're still in a nightmare and you're like, oh, are you done? No, we have it right. And then I'm out again. It's the worst. You really pass out, right? I really you're pass out. And stuff. Could we, could we at like as a fundraiser, like sell tickets <laughs> so people could watch that? You know, I knew Seriously. I had, a, I knew I had a problem. I don't know if I told you the story, but um, this was about a decade ago. I had to get my blood taken because we changed insurance. And I was on the phone with the insurance people. I didn't know that though. I would never have changed my insurance. I would have paid high premiums. And uh, they called and they said, we're going to send a nurse over. And I'm like, a nurse, that's interesting. Why is that? And uh, well, you know, just to do the normal stuff. I'm like, great. And what's the normal stuff again? She said, well, you know, temperature, blood pressure, blood draw. So I'm in my... So you figured it's not a picture they were going to draw blood. No, I I knew what it was going to... Well, once they said that, I was standing in my kitchen. The next thing I remember is I'm standing in the street, sweating. Crying like a little. With my wife at the door calling my name. Like, Bob? I guess she said, she kind of saw me in the kitchen. She just said, I went pale. I chucked the phone against the wall. It broke into pieces. And I just stormed outside. That's when I thought, maybe I have an actual problem. So I did. I went into, like, therapy. I didn't do a hypnosis thing, but it was like almost a hypnosis like thing. Like just to, to be able to calm yourself. Just to get through it. Yeah. And it's irrational. I mean, like, I don't think anything's going to happen to me. I don't think I'm going to die. But it's just a crazy, it's, it's, a, it's a humbling thing, to be honest. Because there's yeah. no, ra- I mean, I'm a very, ra- I think I'm a very intelligent, rational person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So do you find me in the way I'm approaching this helpful? No. No. You are causing me trauma. Like, People are listening if, if and watching in, you. If I brought in one of those little needle things oh that they God. used, I can't take it. <laughs> I'm seriously going to pass. <laughs> this is so good. I need right, water. This right. is so good. Really, you're just mean. Oh. Okay. Well, on that note, um, so I did that because we wanted to see uh, check my antibodies. So that's why okay. we did this. So let's move on to COVID. Something much more happy <laughs> for you. So, yeah, so we're just checking. At last time I checked my antibodies, they were really, really high, and I'm doing quite a bit of traveling and all that. So we just thought we'd give them a check. Okay, so that's where good. We are. And so that's kind of the attitude of if you've got – because that's the thing. Well, With a yeah, lot of places, yeah. if you're vaccinated or if you have a high Well, it's interesting, now. right, because I'm, I'm going to be going to Europe this summer, and there, there's one of three things. One, that you, you've got antibodies, you've had a vaccination, or they'll if you had the actual COVID within like 90 days. But they're looking at extending that because it looks like actually antibodies are, are lasting a lot longer than they expected. So okay. I'm just trying to get a sense of where I am. Yeah, just do what you like need it, to do. It's on the road a lot in the next, honestly, this summer with conferences right. and various events. I'll be on the road. And so you're heading to Europe? Uh, and yeah, I'm heading to Europe uh, actually just about a month from now. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, we'll have some distance. You can tell. We, oh, can, we right. can play a Where in the World is Father Dave Pavanka. Okay, we'll have to do this next week, too, because I'm not going to be here, so we'll have to figure that out. Yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be an adventure. It will be. Going on an adventure. I'll be on an adventure, we'll too. I'll be in New Hampshire for I'll a give little you, bit of I'll time. give you a hint, though. <gasps> Mountains. Ooh, yeah, that right. narrows it down. There you go. Chicago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of traveling... Uh, we had a very exciting week for our, many of our students. Uh, as many of you know, we, uh, our students are wonderful in how they often spend their spring break doing mission trips. Mm-hmm. And because of the COVID concerns, uh, we didn't want them. Well, we didn't even have a spring break. Is that right? Right, right. We had an extended Easter A little break. bit, but we didn't do it. So we decided that we would uh, have students do mission trips after graduation. 
And there was a great turnout. We had about 300 like Franciscan that. University of Student, uh, Steubenville students. Um, they, uh, they went to Honduras, where they brought Christ to the poor through sacraments, prayer, music, and ministering to children and families. They went to the Bronx, where they worked with the missionaries of charity at soup kitchens and homeless shelters. They went to San Diego, Arizona, Belize, uh, where they shared chastity testimonies and taught about St. John Paul II's theology of the body. There were 10 trips in all. And hundreds group, of I students. Think group, I was talking to a student. Uh, they went up to North Dakota. Oh, is that right? Worked on the reservation up in North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. It really is. It's it's a great blessing. First off, for the students, you know, much of much of education is kind of very insular. You're you're looking at yourself. You're studying. You're being evaluated. All those kinds of things. So for allowing them to be able to get out and do work in ministry, it's just a great blessing. And for many of them. They've never experienced something like this yeah. to be able to, and it's it's the ministry that they do, and then it's also the crea- the community that they create in that ministry that yeah. I think, honestly, is probably just as powerful and, and, and transformative. Yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And if you'd like to find out more about it, uh, you can go to outreach.franciscan.edu. That's outreach.franciscan.edu, and we have a cool page of great pictures and wonderful stories of our amazing students who really, you know, you never rebuild left, the you, church. You've never gone to one? To one of our, our mission yeah, trips? our mission trips. That's a great question. No, I don't believe I have. I mean, I've been to, I've done mission trips. Mm-hmm. I did go to Belize once. I'm trying to remember if that was an official Franciscan trip. But okay. no, usually during spring break, I'm just oh, sure. grading. Sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, just trying to catch right. up on the that's semester. Right. So that's usually not a great time for me. Uh, to, to do anything except sit around It'll and It'll be ride. good to just have a normal year. You know, I've been president for two years. I've not had a normal year yet. People are like, do you notice the Band-Aid on my finger? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I look forward to the emails of people sympathizing with me. Yeah, yeah I can't wait to By see. By the way, I'm behind on emails, so sorry, everybody, but I I'll be catching I up. I can't wait to see those too, Bob. <laughs> yep. um, what were we saying, though? Um, mm. I don't know because I almost blacked out just okay, now. Just but it was, uh, you haven't had a normal year. Yeah, this yeah. was your first May graduation. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, which, yeah. So it's it'll be nice just to have a normal, please, Lord. Right, please, Lord, a normal, normal four-day weekend fall break. Yeah, exactly, uh, Kids exactly. coming back Christmas after Thanksgiving. Break. We know when they're going Having and a spring back. break. Yes. Kids going to, uh, thank God they're going to Gomming. We're going to get Gomming yes, back up and running. In, in, Gomming is our study abroad program in right. Gomming, Austria. We've actually got some students there right now. Oh, fun. Which is really weird. That's right. Yeah, I'm going over there. So yeah, be great. That's amazing. Speaking of great, uh, not only was there graduation, there was an ordination, right? A TOR yes, friar so, got ordained. Yeah, Father Joseph was ordained. Um, it was really, really beautiful. First off, if you've never been in an ordination, they're just, just so beautiful. And this was so beautiful in many ways. Uh, he is one of, I believe, eight. Okay. He's the youngest of eight. He has seven sisters, <laughs> and they've all graduated from the the. There Catholic goes family. the family name. No, we've had we've had a member of his family here for I think twenty four, twenty five years. So it was just all of his sisters, and I think there were fifteen nieces and nephews. That's and beautiful. The other was is his dad is a deacon. Yes, deacons. So it was really beautiful. You you need to go online and watch this because okay. it, you know I have the ordination right, and I was very blessed to be able to vest him, and that's just a. It, kind of a grace that you you allow somebody else to do. And I was very honored. This uh, Father Joseph is just such a quality, quality friar and young yeah. man. It's just it's just fantastic. But his his father was obviously acting as deacon and did the insensation. Oh. So watching him move over in front of his son, his newly ordained son, and to incense his father. I mean, there wasn't a dry eye. Oh, you know, that son, is beautiful. I mean, to incense his son was just... Yeah. And then we had his first mass the next morning, and... It was just such a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, I think of that as a, 
potential future deacon and if any of my kids get yeah. ordained yeah, I, can, yeah. I can incense them like they have incensed me my entire yeah, life nice well played and the cool thing about it was nobody had to give blood at the ordination at all which was good that sounds great because you know it'd be awesome to have an ordination that turns into just a blood fest yeah. it was really vampires showing it was, up it was great yeah, yeah. That's and, and, and for our community, actually, the last ordination we had on campus was myself. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah it was 25 years earlier. So to have Father Joseph, uh, yeah, he's just great. Well, hopefully that can happen more often. Yeah, we, we generally don't. And that's funny because we said, you know, we haven't had an ordination for 25 years. And I said, we probably should have qualified this <laughs> in Steubenville, right? <laughs> right? We always do our ordinations actually at our mother house in Loretto, Pennsylvania. Okay. So that's where we've always. So why, uh, why here? He was a graduate of the university. Okay. Uh, he did his apostolic year here. So, just and, and I was, I was also very interested in being able to do that, just for the history of him in his relationship with the university. So, I don't I, honestly, I don't know exactly who was the first one to raise the possibility of it, but I was very supportive. And, and this is our staff. Bob is so good. I mean, there. Yeah. I think people always feel so welcomed when they come to the university. They do such a marvelous job. And again, the weather was gorgeous and beautiful. Yes, and, praise God. And just to see a newly ordained priest is is really just a really moving. moving. And Jeremiah Hahn got yes, ordained right. this the weekend. Day before, I believe. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. down at St. Peter's. So that um, that was that was amazing. Scott Hahn's kid. Yep. Um, I remember him as Jeremuki. I don't remember that. He was a little kid then. Okay. When I when I was a youth minister here. And Scott's older kids um, were in the youth group. Scott often opened up his home to have youth group at his house, which was always a lot of fun. And sometimes he'd even play guitar with us, which was, which was really great. So, uh, yeah, it's just a joy to see, you know, the kids that you knew when they were little. And his, um, and his next son, uh, Johan, is uh, going to be a deacon, I think, next year, a transitional deacon mm-hmm. into, uh, into the priesthood. So it's really fun. That's awesome. They joke that... Since their conversion, so far all their kids post conversion have been uh, have been priests. Oh, so there now go. there's a lot there of pressure go. on David, which is their last kid. You know, so we'll see what happens to That's David. Fine. But it's all wonderful. Yeah, what a what a great gift and yeah, what a blessing. Really and for our community, it was just a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Yeah, yeah. Pentecost weekend yep. was gorgeous, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm and, a fan. And now we're into. Ordinary time. Ordinary time. And is, you love ordinary. It's time. my favorite liturgical season. Yeah, why? To be honest. The life of Jesus. I mean, most of the Gospels really just get read during, you know, during ordinary Blood time. Blood is red. Stop it. I'm, I'm, I'm immune now. I've become calloused to you, sir. Um, but just the idea of the, the life of Jesus. I mean, I think it's beautiful in Advent and Christmas to talk about, you know, um, uh, you know the, the coming of Christ. Sure, sure. And obviously Lent, you know, is, is heading towards Holy Week and focuses on Holy Week. But you know, just the, the public ministry of Jesus. Actually, it's my favorite, um, my favorite mystery of the rosary is the teaching of the kingdom of God. Okay. I mean, it's because it encompasses everything. It's not just a few parables about the kingdom of God. It is everything he did was teaching about the king. Every, every, everything he said, every miracle, every gesture, he just inaugurated the kingdom of God. So really in that one mystery is just the rest of it, you know, it's like this catch-all of like, and everything else he did was all about the kingdom. And so that's what I just so enjoy, you know, I just so enjoy what's the next gospel reading, you know, and and just walk us through the gospels and having that narrative. Uh, Yeah, it it just makes me really happy. On on Friday afternoon, we had just the mass with some of the friars. It was circumstances around meetings and all that. So there was maybe just maybe eight or 10 of us. And I remember the, 
little brief homily that the friar gave, he talked, I think it was a quote of Benedict, where he said, you know, after the initial, there's this initial conversion, the fervor that you have. And then he said, and the rest of the life is just learning how to live Mm. in in just kind of the, he he didn't use the word ordinary, but the the peaks and the valleys that is life. And I think that's what exactly what ordinary time is, is that, and and that's not a bad thing. Sometimes we say ordinary is like just ordinary, but, (laughs) but it's not. But in Latin, the word ordinary isn't ordinary. Yeah. I mean, for us, it's this kind of uh, boring whatever. But really, it's this idea of the standard, you yeah. know, like the, this is the gold standard. And this idea of the ordinary, like Jesus is supposed to be our ordinary, which is our standard by which we live, yeah. which is much the higher or, than the, the way we normally we live. live. Right, right, right. And so, um, you know, it's really just a gift, I think, to be reflecting on the life of Christ and and the daily activity. You know, this is you know, who we are day to day, and, and praise God for that. And then first, uh, Sunday is Holy Trinity? Yeah. Holy Trinity. There's three persons in the Trinity, right? Last time I checked, yeah. I'm not great at math, though. No, no, you're not. It's no, a family not. thing. My dad used to say there's three types of people, those uh-huh. who are good at math and those who aren't. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I, get, I yeah. see what you did there. It's a dad joke, yeah. 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 It was my dad's joke, actually. Literally, it's a dad joke. It is. It is. My favorite explanation of the Trinity, have you ever read St. Patrick's Summer? Are no. you even familiar with it? No. It's something we read in our catechetics uh, classes. It's a, it's a children's catechism. It's a story-based catechism of two kids that have these visions of these various saints that teach them about their faith. And it's really, really amazing. And St. Patrick is the main one. That's why it's called St. Patrick's Summer is the name of the book. Check it out. It's, it's great. And... Um, so St. Patrick describes the Trinity to these kids, and it's—well, I'll just share it with you. I just think it's so incredible. He talks about, you know, the, the idea of the person and the nature, that language that the Church uses, that the Trinity is three divine persons and one divine nature, which is philosophical language. It can be a little bit—you know, it's just not what we're used to hearing. But in the book, it describes it really simple. Uh, your person is who you are, you know, and your nature is what you are. And really what God is, is three who you are's with one what you are. And that's just like, yeah, that's actually, that's, cool. that's just really, really amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's who our Trinity is. He's three who you are's. He's three different persons. But what is he? He's God. Who is he? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a, a beautiful gift and, and mystery. You know, sometimes I, I feel like people, it always bugs me a little bit, when you hear homilies on Holy Trinity and they're like, it's a mystery. Who the heck knows? You know, yeah. and it's not supposed to be that kind of mystery. You know, I mean, we have, God isn't trying to trick us. It's not, it's not like beyond our ability to understand the concept. It's just, you can never go deep enough in it. You yeah, know, you I can never, you can never exhaust the mystery, just Trini- like with anybody. Yeah. In Trinity and seminary, they would open the first day of class saying, you know, the Trinity is a mystery. And one of the things they said that was really good, and it says, by the fact that it's a mystery doesn't mean that you can't say anything about it. It only means you can't say everything about it. That's a great line. Yeah. And then we spent the rest of the semester talking about it. (laughs) Saying everything about it that you could, yeah, and not coming to the end of it. No, but I think that's that's really rich. You know, like you said, that's really rich. It's that, you know, you you, you always have to be careful because it's so easy to say, well, actually, you can't say that, right? (laughs) Because the training, I mean, it it, it can get complicated when you're trying to say things, but... But the, the, the beauty about that is the church has said some really, like the 
Yeah. In the St. Patrick's summer. There's a lot of beautiful stuff out there that can be said. And I think it's really wonderful that that is the first feast of ordinary time. Mm. Well, at least coming out of Pentecost, you know, this idea. Depending on when Christmas is. Right. Easter is. Yeah, obviously. But like, you know, as we come out of the Easter season, we Mm. immediately celebrate the the feast of the the Trinity. So we have this focus on, you know, Jesus, obviously, at Holy Week and Resurrection. We have this focus on the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And then we just bring in the whole Trinity, yeah. and we kind of set the tone. And, and the next, the, subsque- the subsequent, subsequent feasts, you know, that we have of, you know, body and blood of Jesus and all, all the you other things, cool which I'm is, sure we'll get to. You know what's cool is that I, for, for me, many of these feasts, I was walking the Camino during this time. So we, hmm. 15 years ago, literally right now, 15 years ago. So some of these feasts, they always evokes memories. You know, I remember where we were in... Um, as just as I said, I remember where we were, right? <laughs> I'll never forget. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in Spain, there. I it's because you, it's it's you gave blood earlier. You've lost brain well, cells. It wasn't blood. It was the needle. Stop it. Stop it. I, it was my own fault for mentioning no, I'm it. I was trying to play along like whatever, I was cool with it, but I'm not. totally not. Um, but yeah, so all these different feast days was taking place as we were walking on the Camino. So yeah, we, we actually finished on the feast of uh, Body and Blood of Christ. Oh, the is that right? Yeah, the vigil. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, now it's going to bug me where we were. <laughs> so just keep on talking. We'll keep talking. Well, uh, the uh, visitation is also happening. God, we just have a lot of great... I mean, another fun thing about Ordinary Time is it's re- resplendent with feast days. Yep. And uh, on Monday, next Monday, would be the uh, Feast of the Visitation, you know, which yep. comes after... And I think today was... I, correct me if I'm wrong, today is obviously... Uh, I know that this is two days ago, right? Right, today's two days ago. But our mother of the church, which is a new, I think this was the first Monday that we've celebrated that. It's always going to be the Monday after Pentecost. He he promulgated it in 2018. Okay, so so maybe it's not the first. I think we did it in maybe we started in 2019, but you know, 2020 was nobody was going to church that day, so I think it could have easily gotten mixed. But yeah, the idea that the day after Pentecost from now on will always be a liturgical feast of Mary, Mother of the Church. Church. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Lots of wonderful Marian celebrations. Yeah, I love, um, in the Holy Land, uh, the Church of the Visitation, it's up on top of the hill, and just to be able to reflect on that image is really, really beautiful. I I love their relationship, and and how the baby Mary and Elizabeth, yeah, yeah, yeah and how the baby leaps in her womb, and and the first one to hear the voice, you know, yeah. of the Lord is is an unborn baby. It's just really, actually, really beautiful. I'm always amazed that um, the scriptures mention that after Mary says yes, and now she is pregnant, it says she went in haste to the hill country. Yeah, it's like you usually don't see pregnant women going in haste anywhere, Maybe but especially right. in haste to a hilly place. Yeah. But just the the total surrender of Mary. You know, if I was in a situation like that, I would totally be like, you know, I'm not going to go anywhere. I mean, you got to take care of me, people. You know, I've got, mm. I've got the Son of God here. You know, but the fact that her, her charity, her love, just humility, res- humility. She, just, she goes to them. She just goes. Yeah, yeah. You know, she just goes. I mean, I think anybody would have thought, no, you can stay there. Let people come to you. But nope, she's out the door and she is heading there to help. Uh, her her older cousin. Yeah, it's and just, having it's been there, I mean, that's quite a journey. It's not you know, an easy yeah, trip. Yeah. She wasn't. She didn't jump in an Uber. Right, they right. Got her there. Yeah, it, it it took her a bit, and I wonder if Joseph went with, with her. That's a good question. I mean, we don't have any any stories about that, obviously. No, next week we'll have a story about that. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, let me know how that turns out. We'll look into that. I I will. Um, but yeah, all those great celebrations, ordinations, graduations, Trinity. Beautiful weather. And now ordinary time. 
and now ordinary time. And summer busyness and craziness that is summer. That is. It's, when are kids going to it's camp? It's wonderful. Now, they'll probably be going at the end of July, early, early, uh, or, or end of oh, June, early July. Okay. okay. Yeah, in that time. And yeah. Great. Amen. Great. And so we're praying for all of you guys. You know, I don't know how ordinary your life is right now. I mean, I know for us in a college thing, it's kind of start and stop and a lot of different shifts. And for a lot of you listening, it's just another week, though many of your kids might be getting out of school soon. I know mine are are getting out. And uh, our prayers are still with those of you in different parts of the country that are, you know, locked down or different parts of the world. Actually, it's been a joy to get comments on the YouTube channel or uh, some of the emails of we've got folks from Australia, from Africa, you know, That's writing great. in saying that they enjoy the uh, enjoy the podcast. And however it is there, uh, we're, we're praying for you. But it does feel like a, a bit of a springtime, even it though does. it's a summertime. It does, it does. You know, that the, the sun is shining and, and God's doing good things. And we hope that's your experience in your life uh, with whatever's going on with work or family. And for those of you in any kind of darkness, particularly if it's, you know, not cultural, but just in your own spiritual life or your own family life or whatever you're struggling with, uh, have hope. Uh, you know, the Lord is present, and I think a lot of these feasts really do point to a reality of a God that's bigger than our emotions, bigger than our situation, and uh, and can come through in victory, even through really Amen. dark and, and difficult times. Amen. 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 So we do ask the Lord's blessing upon all of you who are watching this and listening, that you would know the Lord's peace, His presence, uh, that you would experience God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And may the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Have a good week, Bob. Hey, thanks. You too, Father Dave. And again, thank you all for listening and being a part of our community. Please uh, send us emails at hope at franciscan.edu, hope at franciscan.edu, in the comments of the YouTube videos or however else. We're praying for you. God bless. Amen.